It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Flotsam. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day. I am Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. You can like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. Today on the show, WBAY's Bailey Burmaster joins us to talk about a, a dispiriting loss, uh, an embarrassing loss is a word that I think can be reasonably used. And it is a loss that has led the Packers and their coaches and the players to use phrasing that you might not otherwise hear in a, a press conference. Matt LaFleur talked about it. Aaron Rodgers talked about it. Kenny Clark talked about it. Billy Turner talked about it. They got their ass kicked. That was the phrasing that was used, and they are really not happy about it. I mean, Billy Turner was hot in his press conference, and not like he was really mad, but he was he was hot like he was rolling talking about this team, and, and my favorite part was he said, come talk to me next week because you guys only want to talk to me when bad stuff happens because we're going to be 1-0 talking about beating the Houston Texans. And it it is true. <laughs> Offensive linemen are like toilets. No one really cares about how they're working until they stop working. And then there's a complaint about them. And that's the unfortunate reality of being an offensive lineman. If you're doing your job, no one gives you credit. No one flushes a toilet and goes, man, did you see that toilet flush? But guess what? When the toilet doesn't flush, you're going, mother, oh, God. It is not great. So we're going to talk about some of that stuff with Bailey, and uh, it's it's going to be a fun conversation. Uh, I, I'm really glad to get her on um, for, for people who haven't had a chance to talk to her. Luckily, I get to talk to her off air um, all the time, and uh, I, I know that she knows her stuff. TV reporters, this is why I love to have Lily on for How You Doing. 
if they don't get the credit that they deserve for the work that they put in, they have to know the game too. And and I think you'll be impressed uh, with, with Bailey's knowledge of the game because, as I said, TV people they have a reputation, and I'm 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 trying to help because I, I want to have TV people on who know their stuff. So that's what we're doing. So we'll get to Bailey in just a little bit. Before we get there, though, um, that's not a an an ad break. We're actually going to talk football. I want to talk about this defense because that's been the big topic of conversation as we come, you know, around from what happened over the weekend. And it's hard to reconcile what's going on because, you know, you look at last year, Zach Cruz tweeted about this from Packers Wire. The Packers had 304 total pressures last year. They're on pace for 169 this season, about half that. Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith have only 20 combined pressures in five games. And as Andy Herman pointed out, Preston Smith had 24 pressures through five weeks in 2019. He has seven pressures through five weeks in 2020. Last year, the identity of this football team was pressuring the quarterback and creating turnovers. They're not doing either of those things at any sort of high volume this season. So we can talk about Mike Patton's future on this team, and and I think there are reasonable questions to ask. There are unfortunate situations where you go, what are they doing? And you look at the soft coverage that's being played at the end of the Vikings game to let the Vikings back in that, game a little bit and you look at some of the schemes being called against Tom Brady not not finding ways to create any kind of pressure trusting your front a little too much even when it's not working never forcing the issue I mean not even really in the second half do they start forcing the issue they're they're content to rush three rush four rush two in one case and play coverage and you know that would have been a better plan it is a better plan when this offense is rolling the offense Remember, not rolling. It was really not very good at all on Sunday. So where is the adjustment? At the same time, you need your guys to do it. Sometimes you just have to expect your players to go out and do the thing. And they haven't. They haven't. Really, the only guy who has is Jair Alexander. He is the only guy right now playing to his talent. Because if you look up and down this roster, the talent is there. Kenny Clark is a blue-chip interior defender, was one of the most productive players on the interior in the league last season. In fact, the most disruptive interior defensive lineman not named Aaron Donald a year ago. He was a non-factor on Sunday. Now, part of that is he's working his way back from injury. He was originally only supposed to play every other uh, series, and that had to be bolstered because Tyler Lancaster got hurt during the game. But Kingsley Kiki coming off a breakout game, he does nothing. Okay, so there goes your best interior players. Outside linebackers, we mentioned Preston and Zedarius Smith not performing anywhere near where you would expect them to be. Zedarius Smith has been very good as an interior rusher, but on the edge, he's been a ghost. 
And while you can say, yeah, he's been really good as an interior rusher, you look at his pass rush win rate, he's killing it on the inside. Okay, but he's playing way more snaps on the outside than on the inside. So how do you reconcile those things? Because his role is on the outside and he's not performing at a level you need him to be. Preston Smith, not even close to the level you need him to be. And Rashawn Gary now just coming back. And yes, if if Preston Smith continues this, this trajectory, you can get Rashawn Gary in there a little bit more. But then that hurts your ability to play Zadarius inside because you don't trust Preston on the outside to get pressure in the same way. You can't go to those same NASCAR packages where you've got three outside linebackers and one interior or even two interior defensive linemen to go and, and make the plays that you need them to make. And and for as good as Jair Alexander has been, I thought Josh Jackson was fine. Pro Football Focus, by the way, agreed that he was fine. I, I, so some things that I think you can be encouraged about. The tackling certainly is encouraging. Uh, the the pass interference was not, but that was a ball that was underthrown. He ran step for step with Scotty Miller, who is a sub 4-4 kind of receiver. I think there's still talent there. I'm not ready to give up. I think this was a step in the right direction for him. And if Josh Jackson has to play again this week, I feel better this week having to start Josh Jackson than I would have felt or I did feel going into this game even with some of the receiver talent that the Houston Texans have. But they haven't been great. And then you look at the safety positions. Adrian Amos is being played like he's one of the better safeties in football and hasn't been this year. Hasn't been. Now, he's been playing more deep because they've been playing Darnell Savage a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage in an effort to get him more involved in the action, to use his speed a little bit more as a playmaker. I mean, has he been out there? I mean, it is concerning when the guys that you are paying and the guys that you drafted to produce for you are not doing it. But that brings us all the way back around to our original question. Are they not performing because they're not in a position to perform? Is this the players or is it the coaching? And I think the answer is yes. This this group of talent is too good to be less than stellar. And, and I've been making the case all year that this is actually a pretty solid defense. And when you exclude garbage time and all that stuff. But garbage time matters. It matters in coaching especially. And it's still the case that by EPA per play, if you exclude the 5% on either end of the garbage time, that this is an average defense. They're 16th overall in EPA per play. They're still 11th in EPA per drop back which is right around where they were last year as a defense overall. So it's not like they've taken this huge step back. We just expected them to take a step forward. And at least the pass rush has taken a huge step back. And your safeties, which you expected to take a step forward, have also taken a step back. Now, even if this is just regression from last year and that that performance that we saw from Zedarius and Preston Smith and Kenny Clark, that was unsustainable. Let's just say, for instance, that that's the case. Totally willing to say that that might be true. But a, a regression to this point is also unsustainable. So if we look at the 2019 season and say, unsustainable, couldn't happen again, couldn't replicate it, okay. But you can't reconcile a top five pressure rate and 
a, a bottom of the league kind of pressure rate, which is what they've got right now. You can't reconcile Zadarius Smith being by far the most productive pass rusher by pressures and pressure rate last season to well below average this season. There's there's no reconciling that. If we expect there to be a regression, we can expect this defense to improve. We can expect them to get better, in fact. And that's the good news for this Green Bay team. We just have to see it. And, and then that leads to this same question. We're going in a circle, and I know we are because we're trying to figure this out. What is the deal? How do they fix this? And where are the real problems? And is it going to require a coaching change? I don't I don't have a great answer for that right now, unfortunately. I wish I did. I wish I could sit here and just say, you know what? Replace Mike Patton with Wade Phillips, who's out there looking for work, and everything is great. I don't know if that's true. Let Mike Smith or Jerry Gray or Jerry Montgomery, let one of those guys do it. And and that's going to that's going to fix everything, right? I have no idea if that's the case. But I do know that this team is more talented than their productivity says. They are more talented than their productivity has shown to be on the field. And if you're looking for reasons to be optimistic about how this team can get better in 2020, that, I think, is among the top of the list. As I said to start the show, this football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. You're worried about the Packers injury report. I get it. But what happens when you wind up on the injury report? The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network is transforming the way healthcare is delivered to make it easier for you to connect with the best of academic medicine when and where you need it. But what exactly is academic medicine anyway? First, it's rare. There are only 120 academic medical centers in the country. The Freighter and MCW Network is one of only two in the state and the only one in eastern Wisconsin. Academic medicine makes possible leading-edge primary and specialty care research to find innovative cures for complex diseases and the education of the next generation of healthcare professionals. It's like having a two-time MVP quarterback under center. You know you're in good hands, and you might just see things you never thought possible. Freighter and MCW physicians have been part of many scientific discoveries of new ways to prevent and treat diseases. Still wondering what academic medicine offers you? Visit www.freighter.com academic. The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network. This is what is possible. All right, let's get to my conversation with Bailey Burmaster. You can follow her on Twitter at TV. It just so happens that that works in multiple ways for her because her name is Bailey. And of course, if you're in the Green Bay area, you can catch her on WBAY. Bailey, thanks for coming on Locked on Packers. Thank you for having me. Glad to be on. So this is not a joyous occasion for us to be talking about the Green Bay Packers. It is uh, coming off a really ugly uh, loss in Tampa Bay, and the players have thoughts about it, and they're all pretty pissed off. Uh, multiple players, Aaron Rodgers, Kenny Clark, Billy Turner, all talked about getting their ass kicked. 
This is not something that you normally hear an NFL team be honest about, but I think it reflects a certain confidence that this team has that that they're actually a pretty good team. What did you make of the comments from Coach LaFleur and some of the players coming out of the game? What I made from it was maybe one of the biggest frustrations was the fact they got kicked in the mouth and it was pretty bad going into half and then there was no response coming out of half. And right. you knew the game was over by the third quarter. And I think there's frustration in the, the way they lost and more importantly, the way they responded. But obviously from the comments that were said by head coach Matt LaFleur and quarterback Aaron Rodgers, practice this week wasn't exactly what you would want it to be when you're taking on the Tom Brady Buccaneers. And it showed a bit. Um, but I think it was a wake-up call. And I think Rodgers is right in the fact that it's a good wake-up call. You would rather this happen early in the season than late in the season. Um, I'm a big believer that you learn a lot more from losses than wins, and you learned a lot. Um, some that a lot of points that just really need to improve. Uh, so I think it's frustrating that you don't practice well, you don't play well, and you also don't respond well, which is just a big part of sports. It is, and and I, I think you can you can tell from some of the comments from the guys that that they're they're angry with themselves as much as anything because you're right they got they got punched in the mouth and they didn't respond right I mean you can go in with a great game plan and feel like okay as long as we execute and then all of a sudden it's fourteen ten your offensive line can't block anyone and you're sort of looking around going now what this is a team that quietly two years in a row have been in this position. L.A. last year, San Francisco twice, where they they hit a little bit of adversity, and you're looking around going, okay, who's going to pull them out of this? Mm -hmm. Because it used to be Aaron Rodgers, and it doesn't look like he's up to the challenge as consistently as he was once upon a time. I don't want to make this just about Aaron, but this team doesn't seem as well-equipped as you'd want them to be in that area. Uh, I mean, yeah, to a standpoint, I definitely agree. I think... When you watch this game and the players watch this game, the thing I think about is, okay, if I'm on this team and we lose like that, what's the word that comes to mind? Embarrassing. It was embarrassing. And I think they were embarrassed. Now, do I think the Packers are a team that are going to sit there and, you know, wallow in their feelings of embarrassment and (laughs) woe is me? No, I think this is the time where we're going to see really how they respond and how they can do going into the Houston Texans. Now with Rodgers, he didn't have a great day. He had a, he had a bad day. Something that I think is interesting is, you know, I put this loss, the offense did not perform. They weren't putting up the numbers they needed to when they were getting the opportunities. Uh, However, the offense has carried this defense for the previous first four games. uh, And the defense didn't step up whenever they needed to. So it was just, I mean, to put it bluntly, you're taking L's all over the field against the Buccaneers. And it's funny because Devin White even came on and said they didn't, they didn't, he went into his media veil and said they didn't deserve to be on the same field as us. And I don't think that's the Packers everyone knows and has been watching, but it was certainly uh, how the game looked. When, when the, the comments were made about practice, and I, I don't want to go full Allen Iverson here, but we do have to talk about practice because Matt LaFleur talked about it. Aaron Rodgers talked about it. And you and I had some words for a gentleman on Twitter, unfortunately for him about it. And I think it's important that we make this distinction about the responsibility 
of the players to make sure practices run smoothly, that that the intensity is there, because I do think the, the fan reaction is going to be, well, that's coaching. And I don't yeah. think you or I necessarily agree with that. No, I don't. And I don't know, you know, if people don't know me, I played college soccer, I won a big 12. We went to the NCAA tournament. So I still, I consider college, you know, amateur sports. Um, when you're in college, you're going through school, you're going through a lot of other things. Um, but I still consider your said sport to be a job to a standpoint. Right. Um, the difference is it's amateur. Now, when you get to the pros specifically in the NFL, you are in a grown man's game. Now you are getting paid to perform paid to do your job, which is play football. Right. At this point, if you do not like, if you do not love the grind, if you do not embrace practice and believe that practice is exactly what you need to do to prep for said game, I don't know what to tell you because you're <laughs> getting paid, bu- paid big bucks to perform. And it's, in contracts, as far as workouts and everything on making rosters to being on the game day roster. It's this, this, the fact that people think it's on the coaches to us, I will, I'll say to a standpoint, okay, to a standpoint, there's an obligation to bring the juice, especially this season to motivate your players, give them a game plan. But it's at the end of the day, they can't make the, the players practice hard. It's up to right. them to perform at the highest level and push themselves. These are grown men making big money. They should be able to push themselves at this point. And, you know, it, we were kind of joking about it in the tweets, Peter, that, you know, or we were joking with each other that I don't go into work and my sports director's like, hey, Bailey, you know, you really got to get amped up to cover the Packers today. <laughs> no, I'm amped right. up to cover the Packers because that's what I get paid to do. That's what I love to do. Right. Um, as you become an adult, there's an obligation you have to hold to yourself and accountability. How many times have we heard the Packers players talk about accountability? Half of, half of this is accountability to do your job, practice hard, and be ready for game day because that's what you're getting paid to do. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know I feel that way. So let's let's talk about Mike Patton a little bit because I, I think he's going to be the obvious scapegoat in all of this. Uh, the Packers give up 31 on defense. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, two interceptions accounted for 14 of the 38, really, that the Buccaneers were able to to put up. But I, I do think there are questions about approach and about mentality and about aggressiveness because there, there were just a lot of examples on Sunday where you look out and it's third and two and they're not bringing pressure, okay, but they're playing their corners 10 yards off. They're playing linebackers who don't have flat responsibilities, and Tom Brady is able to, with no pressure in his face, sit back and make reads to open guys. At what point is this on the players to have to play better, and and where does that line end in terms of Mike Patton putting these guys in a better position? Because I look at this roster, Bailey, and I see a lot of talented dudes, and mm-hmm. they don't they haven't played anywhere near their talent this season. Yeah, and it's. It's such a good question and it's such an interesting question. And the only answer I have is it's going to be up to Matt LaFleur on how how the rest of this season plays out, um, how these players progress. I agree with you. There's so many players that – I mean, one that just comes to, not, to mind is like Darnell Savage. Has right. he even been on the field this, this season? 
I don't mean that like in a rude way, but he's just kind of been a non-event, so to speak. He has. Um, and I think I, I think that's the issue is you know these what these players are capable of and you're not necessarily seeing it. Here's here's the tough thing of why I can't really give a direct answer. I'm not there every day. Right. I don't see every ounce of the Packers practice. I don't see how assistant coaches are interacting, how Penton's holding his coaches accountable, his players accountable. I don't know what's going on behind scenes, and I don't want to speak to that necessarily because I don't know. But yes, what you're seeing is an issue, and maybe some of it's more schematic than it is individual players. Um, And do you change that? Do you change scheme? I don't know. I, I don't know what the right answer is, but it was very clear whatever it was yesterday was not working. Uh, but then again, you know, to play a little devil's advocate, first loss of the season, um, it'll be interesting to see how they respond and how they 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 go moving forward and see, see how it plays out a little more. But um, I don't know if it will necessarily change. Yeah, that that is certainly a, a to be determined situation here. When you when you take this team in its totality right now, and you look at the four and one record, they haven't really played a team that is all that impressive, but they've looked impressive. And I know that you know the Vikings were still figuring things out. It looks like the Vikings might just genuinely be awful. <laughs> Saints no Michael Thomas. Lions no Kenny Galladay. Falcons they lose Julio Jones at halftime. Now that game was pretty close to over at halftime, but where do you see this team right now? And can they get to where they want to get to, which is legitimate Super Bowl contention? Before the Buccaneers game, this team was easily top five in the NFL. Mm -hmm. With the issues that were exposed yesterday, I still believe they're in good shape, but there's definitely things that need to change. And I think something that's a little bit alarming is how the pass rush yesterday and how disruptive they were with Aaron Rodgers caused huge issues for the offense. Mm -hmm. The offensive line didn't seem to be able to pick up what was going on ever. Um, And also, I mean, it's the defense not coming up with big plays when they need to, too. They need to find that rhythm as as well. Adrian Amos said, those will come. We just have to keep looking for it and pushing for it. Agree. I still feel good about this team. And I think when they're in rhythm, when they're in sync, when they're moving, they are as good as anybody. But I think what the Packers have proven consistently in these just two years under head coach Matt LaFleur is when they're good, they're good. When they're bad, they're pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, yeah. how do you close that gap? How do you, you know, I don't want to say make losses closer, but maybe what are the halftime adjustments? How do you respond better? There's things that those little tweaks need to be made. Um, but overall, I still like this Packers team. And I think, I, th- I believe that with teams like this, there's going to be a wake up call. And it's good that it happened earlier in the season against a team like Tampa Bay rather than later in the season. And now you're scratching your head going, oh, no, is this it? Um, I am very interested to see the response this week and against the Texans, because I think then we will learn more. Yeah, and and I'm going to get out on this. Uh, the One of the comments Aaron Rodgers made in, in the postgame was about you know, guys maybe reading their press clippings a little too much, feeling themselves a little too much. One of the things that Matt LaFleur did, and 
and we got to see it last year. Um, luckily, you you got to be a little bit closer to the team last year with without you know the global pandemic that we have going on right now. And that locker room talked about how important it was for Matt Lafleur to reset that culture and allow players to be themselves, to play with that energy. I mean, the D train on defense, all that stuff. It's hard to imagine any of that happening under McCarthy. I think there can be some some fine lines that need to be walked where you say, okay, this is going to be a player-driven team and there's all this energy in life and, and this great verve that it creates. Then how do we make sure we don't get to a point where we let the the frivolity of it break our focus on what we need to focus on? And, and it's not an easy question to answer I guess I just I, I that that was what I thought of was you know is there you know are, are they teetering on the edge here of letting players have a little too much freedom to be themselves versus the focus and I I I don't know I I really don't know I don't think you need to be Bill Belichick and and have all of that closed down I just it's something that's on my mind am I crazy the answer is easy the actual act is very hard. And it's a complication and a hard thing to do within teams. And the answer is accountability. You have a coach who has good leaders on the team and he holds them accountable for making sure the players are where they need to. Now, the leaders on the team, the captains, are responsible for holding everyone else accountable and making sure everyone's doing what they need to do and their eyes are on the goal at the end of the day that you're working together to achieve. it's a fine line, but if you have the right people where they need to be, they'll figure it out. And I will say, I think from the little I've seen just from LaFleur the last two years or so is he seems to have a good grip on who his players are, what the goal is, but also holding them to a standard that's good enough. And, you know, hiccups happen, things happen. And, I don't think this game is anything to be super alarmed about just yet because there's a response aspect we need to see going forward. But accountability is everything on teams like this, especially when your players have the chemistry and brotherhood that the Packers do. Accountability is huge because all of a sudden if you know you have a bad practice week and people aren't calling people out, yeah, we have an issue. And you have to nip those bad habits in the butt Otherwise, your bad habits become consistent. And when you have consistent bad habits, that's when things become an issue. Any coach will tell you you are how you practice. And that's true in any sport. And, you know, we saw it on Sunday. So a better week of practice, uh, maybe a worse offensive line for this pass rush, and and they can get right a little bit. Bailey, this was great. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. All right, I want to thank Bailey again for joining the show. Always great to talk to her. Before we finish up here, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. One of the things that makes owning a car difficult is when you have to go and buy auto parts. If you're not a professional mechanic or someone who is an enthusiast about these things, it can seem overwhelming. But if you have a computer, you have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket 
Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. This is a family business that has been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. And best of all, they're not going to nickel and dime you because you don't have certain qualifications. It's the same low prices for everyone. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know we sent you. And you've heard me talk about Built Bar. Well, let me tell you about Built Go. Built Go is the healthy replacement for your energy drink. But the energy is not fake. It's lasting because it's natural. Whether it's a mental or a physical wall, break through it with Go every day. It's easy to take. Comes in a little one and a half ounce package. Put it in your briefcase, put it in your golf bag, or just put it in your pocket. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's like five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for your body. It comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. And remember, this is the same company that has Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. So you know this stuff is going to taste delicious. Plus, it combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into the system fast, and it's easy on your stomach. Go to Built Go and use promo code LOCKED to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Tomorrow on the show, it is another edition of Zhao You Doing. How you doing? Lily Zhao, another TV person coming on the show, another TV person that knows what she's talking about. You love to see it. Uh, Lily and I are going to talk about this game. We're going to talk about the Texans and this matchup for Green Bay and how they can get back on track. Luckily, their schedule is setting up nicely to get themselves in position to be that number one seed still. One loss is one loss. As Matt LaFleur said in his press conference yesterday, you can't let one loss turn into two, and that is what this team is trying to avoid. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay. 